You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Well, the passion that the, the Illini have for basketball, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's an outstanding tradition. Uh, you know, the Assembly Hall, I guess, State Farm uh, you know, building full. It's a great home court advantage, and uh, again, it's. Uh, I think people, uh, basketball coaches, you, you love being around people that love basketball. And certainly uh, a lot of fans do. I'm amazed driving through campus today uh, of all the growth. And it seems like to me the, the, the infrastructure's in place to be really good at everything. That was Lon Kruger and Bill Self, two former Illini basketball coaches who returned to Central Illinois this week and joined Illini hoop coach Brad Underwood for coaches versus cancer fundraiser. Matt Stevens is still with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, Matt, you're a busy guy. You covered football practice on that day and then hustled uh, up for that event. Um, what a special night with this trio of Illini hoop legends. Yeah, I think Brad Underwood, guys, I think Brad Underwood said it best, is that there's not a whole lot of nights where the Illinois basketball history is is taken care of essentially through three kind of generations where you have Lon and then you have Bill and then you have the current generation of, of, of Brad Underwood. Um, I, I felt like Brad Underwood wanted this to happen. So it was, it wasn't like he was being outshone. He wanted, he wants to embrace Illini basketball history. And that does include Lon Kruger and it does include Bill Self. And I, I, I being around that atmosphere where there were thousands of people there last, um, you know, Thursday or Tuesday night at, at Gordyville, um, I felt like it was a really cool event. And the, the topper for me was that when I found out they haven't had it since 2019 because of COVID. And it's something that Brad wants, you know, Underwood wants to do every year. So I, I thought it was an overall, you know, out of the park. And I just found out via, you know, one of our people on the Illini beat that they rose, they raised over $280,000 in, in the wow. auction, which is they weren't, they were trying to get over a quarter of a million dollars and they, they hit it in, in spades. So I thought it was a really good night all around. You know, and to your point, I think that shows the confidence of Brad Underwood in his own skin that yeah. he made to, to bring in the guy who just won the national title. He's okay with that. And speaking of, of that guy, Bill Self, um, he had a very interesting comment, in, and Matt, you'll be familiar with this because you're the one who recorded it. You were there. Sure. Um, interesting comment about the status of the Illini program. Now, it's really loud in the background, but you should be able to hear this. So let's play that, and then we'll get your comments on the other side. Brad has built this thing into a place where their national championship continues. Here. And if you think about what happened this year, you know, they, they, they had a tough, tough draw with Houston. I mean, that's a, that's a hard, hard four or five game. Right? And, and on the flip side, we had a lot of good things happen for us uh, uh, through the tournament, through the draw, through injuries and things like that. And that's what the tournament isn't all about, but that's a big part of it. And uh, last year, they were obviously a one seed good enough to win it all. And uh, uh, they're going to continue to be good as long as he's coaching here. Uh, and as long as the community continues to support them like they are. So I'm, I'm a fan of what he's doing. And I, I love seeing Illinois do well. And, and you win the Big Ten, you're competing for a national championship because that league is so good that if you're able to be the best in that league, you're able to play the game. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It shows, you know, where he is. But I thought Bill Self had died. I thought they had a funeral for him. I, I don't remember. I remember a funeral like 18 years ago, but, but here he is, you know, so I guess he survived it, but yeah, no, uh, self, he, he makes a great point that, that Illinois is in, has the, 
everything's in place for them to have that run, that final four national championship run. Now it's just getting over the hump uh, and getting that done in the tournament. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really interesting because it's not like Bill self says stuff just to be nice. And it's not like he talks a lot about Illinois. Although if you talk to people over at Kansas, it's usually fairly positive, but um, I thought it's really important when you get a guy who just won the national title, who says this, uh, this program is set up to make its run. Uh, I thought that was huge. Yeah. I, I, I thought the one thing that was interesting to me was, um, you know, hearing Bill self talk about his tour around camp, quick tour around campus before they hit the outskirts of Rantoul. And to me, it was almost, and Bill has a way of doing this, but he kind of went, so everything I asked Ron Gunther by back in the day, you're finally doing, huh? Like that was kind of the attitude. And, and, and Lon even kind of said, Hey, I remember when oven got built. Now you're <laughs> renovating it. Boy, do I feel old, you know? So um, the retired guy that's living in Vegas still thinks that Champaign Urbana is still an up and coming campus. So I thought it was, a, I thought if you're looking for a referendum on the Illinois program, I thought you had three guys that are willing to stand up and say, Hey, this is a, this is a blue blood program. that's just not talked about that way. And, and I felt that was a big time deal for the, for the program and, and for the fans to hear that. And, and Matt, to add to that too, um, you know, for anyone, and, and by the way, you can go to IlliniGuys.com on the front page and on the left-hand side, you can, you can, you know, watch and listen to the entire interview of all the coaches. Um, these comments were made, um, out of earshot of Brad Underwood. It's not like, it's not like Underwood was there. They're trying to butter him up. I mean, Underwood was somewhere else when, when you interviewed Kruger and when you interviewed self. So these were, these were independent comments, but I think too, Brad, that, and you've been around the program on a, in a very you know, close basis for a number of years that it, it speaks to, again, to your point that you've got two guys obviously who have ties um, to the Illini, uh, but, but they didn't have to be here in this moment. They didn't have to say the things or do the things um, there's great respect for what Brad Underwood is, is building here. And, and Bill Self had said something that Brad, you've said as well. And Mike has said too, on the show, you have to be in it every year. And, and, and Underwood himself has said it. And that's one thing Bill Self said, Illinois is in the position now where they're in it every year, where they got a really bad draw this year with Houston in the second round. But this is one of those where they're, they're going to be there every year. And that's what you need to get to the next level. You can't get to be in it to win it. And Illinois right now is in the game. Yeah, and you look at Bill Self, you look at his history. I mean, you had Bucknell and Bradley, right? I mean, you had some bad times too, but I'm sure that then when they win the national title and, you know, back in, what was it, 2008, and then they win again in 2022, now you're looking at, you know, he's got two national titles, one of the few guys to actually win two, wins conference title like every year uh, over the last 20 years. So it, it's he's he puts himself in those positions. You're going to have some bad losses but also you're going to have those, those final four and national championship runs. And that's what he's been able to do. And that's what Brad Underwood wants to do. Yeah. If you take a look at, at some of the coaches, you know um, uh, you got Izzo up there with over 20 years in a row of going to the NCAA tournament. And the record for the Illini is eight years in a row that Lou Henson did. And then uh, it was kind of met again through the Kruger uh, self and early Weber and now we should have three from Coach Underwood. So he's already started to put, to put those things year after year that is necessary to go on a run. And I don't know that they could get uh, tougher seating than what they've got the last two years. So maybe they've kind of, maybe they're, they're starting to come through on the other side 
And of course, there's a lot of things going on in the transfer portal that are encouraging on top of what we're talking about here. Yeah, the last thing I'll say quickly is that I, I, I was a joke that I made to one of my colleagues was that when Bruce, when Bill Self Tuesday night said, anytime you have a chance to win the Big Ten, you got a chance to make a run in March. And I joked with one of my colleagues, I was like, did Bill just say that or did Brad say that? And it was it's kind of like the same attitude by both dudes. And one dude just won the national title. So I know Illini fans sometimes don't want to hear this. If you're in the running to win the I mean, the national championship coach thinks if you're in the winning the league, you're you're in the running to win your power five league. You probably got a good chance to make a run in March every year. And that's kind of the way everybody thinks about it. And that's certainly where, you know, Brad Underwood and Bill Self think about it at, at Illinois and at Kansas. Awesome evening. And just as you said, uh, you know, if COVID can stay away, they'll get back to doing this every year. And let's again, not lose sight of the fact that they raised $280,000 at that event. Um, and I think it just will get bigger from here as uh, the interest um, level and the passion of Illinois basketball continues to grow with the success uh, that, that this we're in right now in this era of basketball. Hey, Matt, I know a busy week for you. We appreciate it. Enjoy football this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, Matt Stevens here, IlliniGuys.com. Joining us up next, Kent's Recruiting Roundup and a part of the interview that he lassoed up with future Illini forward Ty Rogers. It's next on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Well, time to lasso up some recruiting news. Kendrick Prince, director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Do my own sound effects there. I don't want Brad to have to, you know, the time it out there, you know. But uh, <laughs> Ked riding side saddle to show off his skills. Kendrick Prince, good to have you here. Hey, sky is the limit. We talked briefly last week, but it's now official. Sky Clark, the five-star guard, um, officially signing his letter of intent on Wednesday. So he is officially an Illini. He will be on campus summer book it tell us about uh, this young man and what he brings to the program well i think it's uh you know you can take a big sigh of relief that he signed and coach underwood has that letter of intent in his hand um he brings so much to the table you could you know for the fans that were able to listen or or if you could even see coach underwood's press conference this week when he talked about him you could just see him gloating you know, um, this is one of the biggest recruits in the program, in the history of the program. He just brings so much to the table just because of his name and, and, and how good of a player he is. And, and, you know, we hope, or the hope is that other people will want to follow him to join. But his game overall is just, I think, you know, it's going to transition well to the Big Ten once he's 100% healthy. I think he is going to add so many different dimensions to the offense, things that Illinois fans haven't seen in a long time. I mean, I'm trying to think of a guard that they've had like this. Maybe you could kind of say a Darren Williams is not as big, but a much better shooter because he can handle the ball a lot better than what people think. You know, Matt Stevens and I, you know, um, had a great conversation. I mean, we both think he could take the keys, you know, to the Porsche and run with it right away. Yeah, Sky's a, Sky's a, a dynamic player. He's extremely skilled. Um, has a great feel for the game. You know, a lot of people have concern about the the knee, I think. Um, and, and the big thing for Sky has been um, – Brad Underwood says he has no concern. Sky says he's 100%. I think Brad Underwood, talking to him, um, he says he feels like he's going to be ready to go. Sky's talking Adam Fletcher, 
big part of this uh, because Adam Fletcher can get him to his max level athletically. And if you watch some of his film from a couple years ago when he was healthy, this dude was bouncy as well. So now you've got a big, strong, bouncy guard, a guy who can shoot it, a guy who can handle it. And he carries himself with such swagger and confidence that, man, it's just a special talent. I, 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 the games aren't similar, but he's like kind of that dynamic recruit in the, in the D Brown mold where, you know, he just kinds of brings that, I, I don't know how to say it, the, 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 that personality to it as well. Charisma. Yeah. And, and a bouncy guy like Brad's demonstration of a slide earlier this year. Um, you know, it was, we talk, Hey, we I want to see your slide then. All right. Let's see your slide. <laughs> well, we're you gonna, know, we'll get a video out there. It's top secret. Like, uh, Art Sikowski's, uh, we passing. could do, we could do your 40 yard dash and call it Cagley for 30. Uh, do, do you have a sundial that you can use That's for that? I, mean. I 30, 30 would be the 30 minutes it takes. Yeah, you to I was say, can I get a, can I, do I get a, do I get a soda break in the middle? Cause they're very tiring. <laughs> Um, Ked, what about a, a, a name that everybody's been talking about, Terrence Shannon Jr. from uh, Texas Tech? I don't think – I can't tell you the last time I've heard a recruit or a transfer that's been talked about as, as much as I have was Terrence Shannon. I think every Illinois fan in the country is just drooling with the possibility of this kid landing on campus. And why he's such an intriguing guy is because he's a, a piece that they don't have, even though they will have it in Ty Rogers but a guy that's proven that at the division one level, he just that brings that athleticism, that, that guy that who's just can get to the rim. And like, you know, we took the Jay Nivies and, and the Keegan Murray types. That's what Illinois doesn't have on the roster and getting him if they were able to land him. I mean, and that's a big if at this point right now, I know it's not done. They're still putting in work, but he would be a nice addition to the program. Yeah. I think Shannon is one of those guys that he's very coveted. Um, you know, you, you, because of his athleticism, ability to shoot the ball 30, 38% from three, he's a guy who can put it on the floor, um, and extremely athletic, great defensive player too. So you've got a lot of, a lot of positives to play multiple positions, anywhere from the two through the four. So I think that this is a, a this is a kid that everyone's going to want. Um, Illinois is obviously one of those teams, you know, Kentucky, Michigan, et cetera, a lot of teams involved. Um, Illinois is going to do their do the best they can to get him. I think it's going to be tough just because of the competition involved there, though. Another name out there is is Bryce Hopkins, the six six forward, um, who five star kid went to Kentucky. Illinois was in his recruitment uh, out of high school. Um, he keeps listing Illinois as a possible destination, but also some other schools in there as well. What's the latest with Bryce Hopkins? I know there's some talk with him, Illinois. I know. You know, he really liked what they did and how successful they were last year. I think Providence will be a, um, a, a big factor as well. Uh, I know that he's, his father was paid close attention to what Illinois did. And, you know, like I just mentioned, the success. And he's that six four six five guy who's kind of strong and who can actually shoot it pretty well. Yeah, six six wing who can shoot it. He can play three or four. It's very impressive guy. So um, you know he'll be he'll be another guy who's coveted in the portal. Never really got much of a chance at Kentucky. Um, when he did, he played pretty well though. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And of course, AAU season is starting up. The Illini coaches were in Indianapolis and Orlando last weekend. Are there any names that Illini fans should look to and follow this summer? Well, you know what typically happens. In AAU season, I mean, you know, once they get out, 
you know, they see a lot of guys that they that they want. And I know one guy that I was ta- I talked to uh, was Caden Cooper, is a six five wing. You know, I'm out of Georgia, who's extremely athletic. I know he received an offer. A guy that they're continuing to try to build that Houston Cougar type roster. You know, and there's so many scholarship offers that were given out. You know, which has happened not just Illinois but all over the country. So you know, if you you know, stay tuned because we're gonna have a lot of interviews and um and and profiles on some of these kids that that they put out there. But Caden's one guy that I know that I really like that uh that who, who got an offer from Illinois recently. I think if you're talking local products too, uh, one guy to watch is uh, that had a really good um, uh, weekend at Illinois followed and they had offered a little earlier was Cam Christie. Um, you know, it's a local kid that had a, had a nice weekend, can really shoot the ball, puts it on the floor, has a nice mid-range game, can shoot it from three. And he's really developing in his body and becoming more athletic at six foot six, handles the ball well. So I think that's the kind of guy that, you know, for a local kid that you can watch. And there's going to be tons of guys. They're looking for shooters and bigs in the class of 23. So that's something to keep your eye out for. I'm going to roll the dice here. One really quick question before we get into commercial break here. Um, this is obviously, we don't know what this roster is going to look like come fall. So it's hard for the coaches to really lay out right now in mid April, what they're going to do. Um, when do you think the, the next, uh, commit for the class of 2023 could come for Illinois? Could it be late summer or it'll, it'll be more later in the fall? Traditionally, Illinois is always, you know, lagged, but I think, you know, just what I've seen, what we've all seen recently i mean it could be you know early this fall they'll have guys on campus you know you know during the football games it'll be really interesting like the past and i think with the success that they've had scott clark on campus and with with this recruiting class which is top 10 they should possibly be able to land somebody at least one or two kids i think this fall because of what they've done the last four or five years i think i think they're going to end somebody in the summer I think there's going to be a 23 commitment come in the summer. Um, and there could be a 24 commitment uh, before the fall as well. I'm All rolling right. the dice. All right. We love it. We love it. They're the two best insiders uh, when it comes to Illini basketball. Kendrick Prince, director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Appreciate your time. Hey, but, but to hang with us, though, a piece of Ked's interview with incoming Illini freshman Ty Rogers. That is next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Yeah, one of the great podcast series we have here on IlliniGuys.com is Ked's Recruiting Roundup. You hear Ked, and we joke about him, uh, you know, with the the 10-gallon hat and and the horse and the lasso and sweet-talking to moms. But listen, Ked really uh, is, is just such a fantastic asset and knows his stuff. Uh, as a basketball journalist, he caught up recently with uh, one of the the key pieces to the Illini class of 2022, Ty Rogers, four-star wing um, out of the Chicago suburbs by way of Michigan. Um, just a great talent. Here's a piece of that, and, and we'll talk more about Rogers and what he brings to the program 
afterwards. Listen to this. When did your interest start with the University of Illinois? When did you like say, hey, whether it was Coach Anderson or maybe something on TV or another coach, when did you first start saying, hey, you know what, this is a place I could possibly land? Man, so honestly, Illinois came in late, honestly. Um, they started recruiting me, I want to say, a little after Peach Jam. Um, and after that, uh, you know, I've been close to Tim for a while. So, um, you know, Tim, he came to me with the plan and, and things that how they could develop me um, into a into an NBA player eventually. Um, and honestly, after that, after probably I would say after after I took the visit there, after I took my official visit there, I knew I wanted to go to um, Illinois. Um, just the family atmosphere. Um, the players were like it was crazy how close they were. I mean, it was a real brotherhood. And that's something that a lot of colleges speak about. But um, I feel like that's just something that you feel. Um, a lot of coaches, a lot of schools, media-wise, they talk about this culture. They talk about what it's like. And you can honestly tell the listeners out there, Illinois is like that. They really do. They are close and they do, you know, give that family atmosphere vibe to recruits. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, like I said, first time I met, I mean, all the coaching staff, it was just like, like, wow, like I, I didn't have to, I was comfortable. Like I didn't have to try to be someone who I wasn't and, and things like that. Um, and even around the players, they were their self around me. And um, it just felt like right away, like like I was able to be myself around them. How hard is it to go through that process? I mean, you were one of the top 50 players in the country and could have went anywhere. And we'll talk about the list of schools in a minute. But what was that whole process like to just say, hey, I got to go somewhere where it seems genuine? I mean, and then narrowing down your list of schools. What is that like for a recruit? Man, honestly, it's tough, man. And at, at, at a lot of times, it's, it can be overwhelming uh, just because you got so many coaches calling you. And then a lot of times they're saying the same thing. So it's like, like, dang, if he's saying this and he's saying this, how do I find out what's real and what's not? And I feel like what really uh, separated the schools is when I went on the visits and I really could just tell. I just got a feeling, you know. Um but yeah, man, the whole recruiting process once it get once it got to that point was super overwhelming trying to make a decision. But um, after I took that visit to Illinois, I knew that's where I wanted to go. Well, you know what? One of the things that I really, really like about Ty is his athleticism. Um, you know, and one of the things that the positive comments about Ty, you know, coming out of the AAU circuit was how well he can defend. And you know, we know that's a big staple for the University of Illinois is how well you can defend. And you know, the knock on him was. He's not a great three-point shooter. And the people who say that to me, I revert back to Ayo Sumo. That was a knock on him, and he got better and better each year. So, to me, I definitely see the athleticism in this kid and the potential in this upside. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, he just brings something they haven't had. You know, Ty is like almost like a point forward. Like he's a guy, you know, in the Draymond Green type role. He can, you know, do the dirty work inside. Um, you see him playing power forward. You can also see him handling the ball and facilitating in the office. You use him in a ball screen where he can get downhill and be physical with a guy too. So, um, and he really passes the ball extremely well. I, I, you watched him play in high school and they put him in a high post and he's in against zones and he's making passes and you watch him, you use him out top and gets man to man's and he's finding guys up just a fantastic, well-rounded player. You know, the biggest, key on him right now is developing his jumper and once that happens look out yeah and he was one of the players that he stood out in the AAU season with his ability to play defense and his ability to do whatever was needed to win there was only one other player that I saw this summer that had that same presence 
And boy, when I found out that the Illini were, you know, going to get him, that was a, a big day. I think Illini fans will be really pleased. Yeah, remember the name Ty Rogers. Going to be spectacular in Champaign starting this fall. And by the way, you can hear the entire uh, podcast on Ked's Recruiting Roundup, and you can find that again wherever you find your podcasts. And there's a link to it as well on the front of our website, IlliniGuys.com. Stay with us. This is a Sports Spectacular. We've got more coming up all along the Illini Guys radio network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Yep, Sports Spectacular. Hope you're having a good holiday weekend here. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, Patrick Quinn's working audio for us. Make sure we get a shout-out for our man PQ uh, over there. She's the Illini gal. Joins us every time, every week at the same time here on the show. Adelia McKenzie. Uh, Adelia, how are things going for you here in April? Hey, things are going well. Just been really busy, which is surprising. What, what, what? Busy doing what? What's going on? Well, busy with just like schoolwork and workouts. And I've been going to the gym twice a day. So, I mean, I keep myself busy. <laughs> but yeah. I've just been having a lot of homework, too. But it's been good, though. That, that school works overrated. You're supposed to space out your college career to six years. That's the real key to success in college. That, that's what I did. So obviously that's the best way to do it. So no, um, I, I do have to ask, have you got a chance to meet all you got a, you got a whole coaching staff now. You get, have you had a chance to meet all the, all the coaches now? Um, on yeah, the I have program. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, I like them all. Um, I don't have any favorites yet, <laughs> but everyone is nice. And I like that from the jump, they just tell us like what they're about and what they expect and stuff. And we've all just been getting better at workouts and the workouts are really, really good, but I like all the coaches. They're fun too. You know, yeah, I like them. <laughs> it looks like you have a future in broadcasting the way you kind of laid out and enticed for more questions there. Um, so one of the things I was wondering is, is what are you seeing? Like, how do you see your fit with what they're kind of talking about and what they want? Um, how does Adelia fit into the mix for the, this new staff? I would say I fit in because I'm willing to do the stuff that they're asking for. Like they are all about details. And for example, yesterday we were doing a drill. It's one shooter, one passer and one rebounder. And, you know, if you're the rebounder and passer, you really don't got to do a lot of work. But they're like, it needs to be sharp, gain speed, running after the rebounds, like going crazy with the rebounds. I'm like, I ain't never done that for a simple <laughs> drill with just rebounding and passing. So, but they're all about detailing. I fit in because I'm willing to do the details. And I love being about details as well. And, of course, like the transition game, we literally work on starting at half court, running, they pass to us, and doing a layup during transition and it's just the simple stuff but it's good to work on it because that's what they want and that's what they're about yeah but you know it's 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 the off season weren't you ready to kind of just i don't know go in and kind of shoot around and and go home i mean they're putting you to work it sounds like no yeah it's kind of like a summer workout to me i'm like okay i'm thinking you know it's just gonna be shooting you know but it is shooting but at a high level <laughs> 
much how much work do you do right now with uh like strength and conditioning off season you know kind of building your bodies I, i've seen some uh, pictures videos on uh instagram and twitter you know from your workouts how much how much time do you spend in the gym uh or in the weight room working on that aspect right now oh yeah we lift three times a week and when i say the first week i almost passed out <laughs> it was it was rough getting back into it because we started lifting heavier and more reps and stuff like that and my legs were so sore for the rest of the week but like now getting back into it it's been cool my body adjusting finally but yeah we lift three times a week for hours and we do some conditioning after which is not my favorite but it's been good <laughs> yeah, mike and i a- love the conditioning that's our favorite part <laughs> yep. Yep. We do our, our, our donut conditioning workouts. Pretty incredible. We can do Mornings. an unbelievable amount of donut. Pizza conditioning, pizza conditioning at night. Oh, donut pizza conditioning, conditioning man. Whew. I'm getting Mike, tired and hungry at the same time. Yeah. I think Mike is conditioning in pizza, right? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what he does. I, I am that's world champion, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, she knows. So, yeah. She's, you know, she, actually it's, it's weird to have somebody pay attention to what I'm saying. I don't really, I really don't know how to handle that. Because we don't. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't. My wife doesn't for 30 years. I mean, shoot. <laughs> this, I, I, my kids don't. This is just, I, I, I'm kind of almost speechless, but oh, that doesn't That's all either. we have to do to get Mike speechless is listen. Pay, pay attention. <laughs> if we listen, he'll be speechless. Gosh, if I didn't Whoa. know that, I'd have been doing it years ago. Years. <laughs> Your life would be so different oh, now, Brad. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. So Adelia, as, as, as you're, as you've been working out now, how, how's your confidence? Are you feeling like the stuff you wanted to improve on you're making progress? Yes. Um, I know we talked about improving my perimeter shot and the three point shot and it's been getting a lot better. I'm more confident shooting it. And I know my adjustments. Like sometimes when I was shooting three, I wouldn't know like what I did wrong. I couldn't figure it out because there's just something new every time. I call that a broke jumper, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now having the coaches breaking it down and being able to help me, like my shots been more consistent just from three weeks of workouts, and I know it's gonna get better and better. <laughs> All right. Well, Adelia, I tell you what, we we talk, you know, as we are in the commercial breaks, I mean, getting ready uh, to talk with you. We wish the season was like tomorrow. We can't wait to see you get out there again on the courts and uh, to see what this team's going to look like. Have fun this weekend. And uh, we'll talk with you again next week. All right. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks so much. She's the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie joining us here on the sports spectacular. Stay with us up next, a tribute to our late friend, Jim Turpin. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. 
UC's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at UC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. We continue here on the Illini Guy Sports Spectacular. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Illini Nation um, suffering a, a great loss this past week. Jim Turpin, forever the voice of the Fighting Illini, passing away last Sunday uh, at the uh, at the age of ninety. As we talked about, we're going to spend a, just a moment here talking about um, you know, really someone that was a you know Brad was a part of our our lives. I mean, one that that we you know listened to as kids and, and got, and got a chance to, to know on a personal level as adults. Yeah. It's interesting. When you grew up, you know, before the days of the, you know, where you could watch every game, you had to listen to games on the radio. You had to listen to the call and, you know, Jim Turpin on the call, final four, final four. I mean, those are some of the, uh, I mean, this is some of the greatest memories you have as a kid growing up. You know, you remember that, and, and it was so much, so much fun. It's just the voice of the Illini. Um, and then you get to know him as I get, you know, I get older, and then I, you know, work, and I get to know him. And what a wonderful man! Um, just a great legacy. Uh, um, just, you know, it's you're saddened by his passing because um, he meant so much to so many people. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, growing up, he was the voice of the greatest Illini era with the. 80s Lou Henson basketball team, the 80s Mike White uh, teams. And then I used to listen to the sports Saturday show um, growing up in Muhammad. And that was actually the inspiration for a lot of what we do on this show was listening to Jim and Lauren there. And um, it was a it was a big part of growing up if you if you were an Illini fan. Yeah, Jim meant so much to me growing up listening to Illinois football and basketball. And then to finally get to meet him and work, you know, be in the same press room as him and ask questions and talk with him and him just give you, you know, 10 minutes of his time on the lunch end when we talk to coaches during the week um, and to get to share that, those moments with him. He would look you in the, in the eye and he would give you his full attention. So I totally appreciate that. He was a good guy. Yeah, we're lucky right now to have Steve Kelly joining us here on the Sports Spectacular. Steve, of course, uh, with DWS now and does that Sports Saturday show, a good friend of ours and a friend of the show. Steve, we appreciate your time and um, you know, give us your, your, your thoughts. Um, I know you've had some time this week to, to, to think about your friend Jim Turpin. Well, unlike a lot of you guys, I was not a kid when I first met <laughs> Jim, but it was, it was a while ago. It was back in 1981. When I first uh, came to Champaign from the state of Ohio uh, to, uh, to work at Channel 3. So, um, as it turned out, um, did a lot of traveling uh, with the football and basketball teams, and as did Jim and Lauren and some of the other media. And, and we spent a lot of time on the road together. So, we were kind of uh, competitors, but friendly competitors. Uh, so, we got to know each other pretty well, had a lot of meals together on nights before ball games. And uh, got to know him very well as the voice of the Illini. And I was working in, uh, I'm working in radio now. I was working in TV then. Uh, we, we, our tracks kind of paralleled there a little bit. And then later in uh, 2000, when I started working at WDWS, he was still there. He was not uh, still the general manager at that time, but he was still very much involved with Penny for Your Thoughts and the Saturday Sports Line show that uh, began back in 1979. 
with uh, Larry Stewart and uh, Lauren Tate, and then Jim took over when Larry Stewart moved on. So yeah, I go back a ways with him, and he he was a good friend and uh, a guy that uh, I spent a lot of time with and shared a lot of conversations about sports and otherwise too. Yeah. So Steve, what what are your? I mean, do you have maybe a the one? Is there one thing when you think about Terp? Is there one thing you remember um, calling? Just that one moment. Well, uh, you mentioned it, I think, the Final Four, Final Four, and I didn't hear that live because I was there. You know, I was, cover- <laughs> I was covering it as well, so I was trying to figure out how I was going to cover that postgame and, and all of that. And, uh, and of course, the Nick Anderson shot uh, at Indiana, but, again, I was working the TV side of it there. One of his other great calls was the Andy Kaufman shot to beat Iowa, and, coincidentally, was I was great. doing that game on TV. Uh, with Doug, uh, Doug Altenberger. So we had uh, one time I pulled out the uh, tape of both of those calls and just listened to how different they were. Um, even though I had a background in radio, I was doing TV at the time where I didn't hardly say anything. I just let let the TV pictures take it and let the crowd take it. And I almost, uh, I think I actually did mute uh, Doug Altenberger's voice so he wouldn't scream too much in it to, just to take the moment away because he was kind of young in the uh, in that business then, but it was, it was fun. But uh, Jim's call was different because he was uh, describing what other people couldn't see the people that weren't there. But I, re- I remember those three calls, Brad, uh, quite vividly. We try and mute Mike a lot too. So that that's normal. <laughs> we, we, we get that. Is Mike's problem is it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He fights through it. They muted me last segment. So it's okay. So, um, you know, you look back, um, what kind of what kind of example did he set for for broadcasters and and for people who were involved in the community? Because boy, you know, it, what a positive uh, role model he you know was for people. Yeah, you just said it. He was a role model. He uh, and what fascinated me about uh, Jim is his interest in stuff other than sports. I mean, he's known as a sports guy, but he he was very well read. Uh, I used to marvel at uh, you know what he knew about last night's city council meeting in Urbana that I could care less about. And, and, but yet he was doing a show where somebody might call and talk about that. So he had to be up on it. Uh, he read a lot of books. He was very, very versatile in, in what his interests were. And uh, as you said, he, he was a good mentor for a lot of young people came through that building and uh, moved on. And he was a certainly an important factor in that. Well, that kind of segues to my question. What do you think was his biggest impact like on some of the younger people? Like who did he like some of the guys I think of like uh, what Mike Kelly with Mizzou, he had a pretty big impact on his career. He did. He hired Mike Kelly to do volleyball when nobody was doing volleyball. They said, Hey, we're going to part of the contract with the U of I is we're going to broadcast volleyball. Well, okay, now where do you find, figure out how to do that on radio? Because it really wasn't being done. And the same way with Dave Lone, when Mike Kelly left to go to KMOX, uh, he was, uh, Jim was the guy that hired Dave Lone and brought him through that. And Dave turned into, I haven't heard a, a lot of college volleyball uh, play-by-play guys, but if there was any better than Dave, I'm not sure where they are, because Dave really uh, had a niche for that. So he was very influential in those kind of guys and countless other people that worked in news and, and sports as well and uh, moved along. Yeah, he was certainly special. I remember, um, and, and Steve, this kind of goes with you too, that that once I left the area and went away, I was working at CNN. Every time I came back, there were two people I could count on 
would walk up and say hi. And that was you and Jim Turpin. Every time I was back at, at Assembly Hall and at all or at Ubin or wherever it was. Um, I remember there was a game once I was back and was talking to Brandon Paul, who at the time was uh, still a senior in high school, talking to him and his mom and Jim walked up. I mean, just was, you know, and and that's why I think is always, you know, Jim always made you feel special. And and I think that's the the thing that I, I take away. Steve, we appreciate your time. While we have you very quickly, what are you working on? Um, any fun projects this summer before football starts? Well, as much golf as I could play, you know, (laughs) when you're kind of semi-retired, you got to get your priorities, right? So um, I spent a lot of time on the golf course, but uh, just taking care of things. I'll I'll help cover some of the vacation time, maybe at uh, DWS when guys want to take some time off. And uh, Lauren and I will keep uh, plugging along on Saturday Sports Talk. And before you know it, it'll be time for football. Yeah, it's always uh, I know we all uh, talk about, hey, did you? Did you hear what they said this morning? Uh, we all listen to you remotely uh, every Saturday morning, and we certainly appreciate your time and, and all the things that you do for uh, for the Illini Nation and for all of his fans as well. Steve Kelly, we appreciate your thoughts tonight. Thank you very much. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve, Steve Kelly joining us here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Quick timeout right now. Rapid Fire coming up next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously. You're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. The Sports Spectacular continues here. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, and uh, let's talk a little baseball here. Did you see what Clayton Kershaw did the other day in, at Minnesota in his season debut? Did you guys see that? Yeah, you would have had to drag me off the mound if I have a perfect game. There's been so no hitters different, but perfect games. They are so rare to have one through seven innings and only have thrown 80 pitches. But, you know, I guess the bigger picture. Yeah. And Kershaw showed that he's definitely a team player because he didn't fight it or complain about it. And I don't know if he said that through, you know, gritted teeth or not, but he said all the right things. I was impressed because I would have been just going nuke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, that was an impressive performance. Dodgers got the win at the Twins. Hey, Mike, you had a great Albert Pujols stat. Yeah, what, Albert what Pujols, amazing uh, for him. He uh, joined Ted Williams, Stan Musial, Carl Yastrzemski, and Willie McCovey as the only players to hit a home run at age 21 or younger and age 42 or older. For the same franchise. Wow. Think of all the baseball players there have been over 125 years, and there's only five who've done that. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive. That's impressive. And Cardinals fans love that, I know. Um, Let's go a little college football now. Nick Saban making some headlines this week. Brad, you found this nugget. Uh, This is interesting. Yeah, Saban talking about how – it, you, basically, you can buy players with NIL. He said, is, is, that, is this what we want college football to be? And then, is this a sustainable model? And I, I think the, the sustainable model question's definitely valid. I, I don't know if we can keep giving, you know, five-star quarterbacks a million dollars before they play. And, and I, I don't know. And, of course, the other thing, it's maybe it's a warning because 
I think in the arms race, Alabama may have more money than anybody else. So it would be interesting. To see. <laughs> they, they may outbid everybody. So it's going to be fun to watch uh, what happens down the road. Well, they may, Brad, but I'm going to tell you, these big universities in the Big Ten that have multiple alumni who own companies in Silicon Valley and, and have maybe five or 10 different alums who are over, you know, worth more than 10 billion. I wonder in the NIL world where it's a little more above board, if that doesn't maybe bring the, uh, the guy who's handing money in the shadows, uh, it kind of equalizes it because they might have to go up against a billionaire who can say, yeah, you can be the face of my company. Yeah, I find it interesting that Saban makes the NIL comment complaining about it at the same week that Dobble Sweeney down at Clemson complains about the transfer portal. Two fellas who have been winning titles left and right complaining about a change in the way we do things. Yeah, I think that uh, speaks volumes right there. Hey, the USFL makes its return after 37 years away this this week. Uh, guys, I'll be watching. It's a, it's eight teams, all eight play each week, one game. Uh, Saturday night, three games on Sundays. I'll be watching. I don't know about you guys. I love the USFL. I think it's great. It's a lot of guys. You know, you see some up and coming guys, some guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. They have good coaching, good coaches, uh, some name coaches here too. So I think it'd be fun. I mean, we don't get a, other than college, we don't get any spring football. So we got the draft and XFL or USFL. Sorry. This is going to be fun. Yeah. USFL was fun before they made the decision to go to the fall, which was ridiculously dumb. But, you know, in the end, um, it, it'll be – it's football. So America will watch it. And with Jason Garrett, uh, former Cowboy coach, who has now signed a contract to be on the broadcast, we'll hear a lot of clapping because that's all he does when he stands on the sidelines. So you may hear a little bit of this going on in the middle of the broadcast and somebody will have to hold his hands apart. But um, I think it'll be – I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'll be watching too. He's like Ricky Bobby. Didn't know to do with his hands when he's talking. You know, it's 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 Ricky Bobby. Good, Jason yeah. Garrett. Thank you. <laughs> Tip as long way. as as long as they don't make him eat crepes, I think we're okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of young players, NFL draft is is coming up. Um, uh, it's always fun to kind of see the next uh, crop of uh, superstars. Yeah, I love the draft, the NBA draft, the NFL draft. It's so much fun to watch this and see. Follow your team. Of course, you know, from an Illinois standpoint, want to see where Kirby Joseph ends up, um, see how high he can go. He's really vaulted up draft boards. The Illinois uh, safety who emerged last year um, showed great ball skills. And then, of course, for my Raiders, we traded our draft picks to get the Packers' best wide receiver, the best wide receiver in a game. So you know, I'm okay with that. You can get the best wide receiver in the game, add him to your stable. Pretty good deal. Well, and I love the NFL draft and the NBA draft, watch them every year. But, you know, the the Rams traded away a lot of picks to get players. They kind of were reminiscent of the 70s Redskins teams. And now you got the Raiders doing that. So I can understand why teams would, would go that route and say, hey, you know, instead of paying somebody a lot of money that we don't know if they're going to pan out, I'm going to go ahead and get myself an established player that we, we know what he is capable of and, and see if we get enough of these guys. Maybe we can be just like the, the Rams this year. But, again, it just adds more intrigue to the draft, which 
I will mindlessly watch. I've done it as long as I, as long as they broadcast it, I've been glued to the TV in front of it. <laughs> and Brad's Raiders signing the Pro Bowl quarterback, uh, Derek Carr, the new extension, three years, 121 million and change. So he'll be their guy. It's funny that he was, you know, when he last year at Oakland, he was kind of on his way out, it seemed. And all of a sudden it's Gruden who's out as the coach and, and Carr is the man now. So uh, big things happening out there. Um, uh, in Las Vegas, you know, big things might've been happening in Miami. How about the story that we had, we ran out of time last week to talk about it, Tom Brady and the plot to get him to the dolphins. Yeah. Just, just crazy intrigue. I mean, like, these are like stories that it almost seems like it's a movie. Yeah. Um, that it wasn't, isn't real. It was like some conspiracy theory and then you find out, well, maybe it was real. It, it's just wild. Yeah. My name is Brady, Tom Brady. It's like a James <laughs> Bond movie. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine though, not only would he go there and, and I, the question that I had was he was going to try to go there as a part owner. And I didn't know that the NFL would allow a player to be a player owner. I mean, you're, you know, now we're talking like throwback to George Hallis. Well, he was, but that's just it though. He was, he was retiring, then becoming a part owner. And then they would ho- try to get the bucks to trade the rights I mean, that was where the crazy intrigue, and it was all blocked when Brian Flores filed his lawsuit against uh, the Dolphins. All that kind of went out the window. The timing of it, like it just put the kibosh on it. So it seems like he never really intended to retire anyway. But yeah, if it were a movie, it'd be the craziest movie involving the Miami Dolphins since Ace Ventura. And, um, so, maybe oh, maybe Ace Ventura was involved. We don't know. <laughs> that was that, that was his level of competence. <laughs> yes. Hey, before we get out of here, NBA playoffs starting and uh, Io DeSumo and the Bulls taking on the defending champion Bucks in round one. The, the Bulls really struggled down the stretch, but it was great to see Io come out with the big uh, 26 points in 45 minutes, season high 45 minutes in the season finale. And let's see what he can do on the bigger stage. Yeah, you know, it, the, obviously it's a tough matchup uh, for the Bulls, but uh, they haven't played great down the stretch. But the, you can see they've got the future. Um, it'd be interesting to see they get Patrick Williams uh, and Io DeSumo and, and get these guys together with uh, DeRozan and Levine. And maybe, you know, they have a, have one of those couple nights where they, they're hitting shots and they can pull an upset or two. But, man, I, I think it's going to be tough for the Bulls. But I think the future is bright for that franchise. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great storylines going on in the NBA playoffs this year. And, you know, I tend to put my chips in the corner of who I think the best player is. So I'm still going to go that Giannis is, and the Bucks are the team that I'm going to favor. Because when it comes down to the, you know, when it comes down to crunch time, who's going to stop him? And I'm not certain there's anybody who can. But there are, I love the NBA playoffs because it's like every night you got to figure out like, how am I going to watch this game and how am I going to watch that game? And how am I not going to get in trouble with my wife? And (laughs) those are, those are just fantastic. I I know, I know when it comes, comes NBA playoffs, it's like, are you watch, are you watching that again? And I'm like, well, it's not the same game. It's another game. Yeah. That's like me during NCAA tournament. She's just given up. She knows it for two weeks. She's, she's a sports widow. I'm like, yes, you are. I'll see you in April. Um, (laughs) We will leave it there out of time. And once again, as always, two hours goes way too fast. Thanks so much to our guests, Martin O'Donnell, Steve Kelly, uh, Ty Rogers, the future Illini stopping in via the uh, Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. Don't forget, IlliniGuys.com, free seven-day trial. 
If you like the insider stuff here, you can hear it even sooner if you are a part of IlliniGuys.com. Uh, go check it out. Hey, we got to get out of here. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Go Illini. I-L-L. I-N-I. This I-N-I. has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.